0: Welcome to the Tea with Brie. I'm your host, Bree. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Bree podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we will start with my guest bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. This week, I'm joined by my guest, Hallie Hunt. Callie, who uses she/her pronouns, currently works in operations support for an app that democratizes the concept of the traditional staffing agency, and has done so for the last year. She is also a lover of gardening, the outdoors, craft beer, board games, and dungeons and dragons. Hello, friend. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to chat with you.
1: Yes, yes. So kind of, kind of like one of those like things where, so. We've never, like, actually met. No.
0: Nope. Because the, in internet. the internet. The, the internet. The pandemic.
1: internet has allowed us to... And also create, like, you know, it's... I mean, not necessarily parasocial, but actually, like, connect with people via mm-hmm. the internet and things and, you know, life. But, yeah, we've never actually met.
0: So you live in Austin, but we've never met because the pandemic is a nightmare. And... The pandemic
1: is a nightmare. And then you moved away. And then... Life was crazy for me. And yeah, just, you know, we never actually met.
0: Well, we'll change we're that soon. Now, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're here now. We're going to meet in person. You're going to teach me about Dungeons and Dragons because I've been wanting to be a and d girl. So this is my chance. The universe provides. And yes, here we are. Here we are. I'm excited to chat with you about moving and <laughs> the whole concept of home especially yeah. like, like your note was like you're like you recently you're talking about like I moved back to Connecticut <clears throat> we're all calling it the six month sabbatical we're not really counting it as a move um so <laughs> I took a six month sabbatical from from Texas um but I, I moved everything I mean I packed up my apartment I hired movers I took a new job I was looking at apartments in Connecticut most of my family's still there and then around like February, March, I was just like, I'm not happy. And, you know, I have uh, most of my family still there. A lot of my friends are still there, but a lot of my friends are either married or long term relationships or, and or they have kids. And so, me as a single woman with no children, I'm, you know, just a woman of the world. Um, she, I just, you know, I just, I had a very I had a lot more flexibility and this isn't like any shade to my friends. It's just life. We all get busy. Right. And then making new friends, even moving back was hard because it's like the winter. So it's still cold. snow's really going out. I'm not going to like the club. I'm 33. Um, and like people I worked with, same thing. They have kids or they have lives, they have spouses. So I just felt very, I was happy to be with my family and the friends I did have, but I just was like, I felt like a retiree. Like I had moved home and was just like. In bed at like 7 30. And I was like, I could be doing, which uh, to be fair, I love an early bedtime. I still eat dinner at 5 30, 6 o'clock. That's not the problem. The problem is it was every single day. And so when you brought up this concept of talking about this, I was like, yes, because it's just, I didn't. Austin was my first big move. I was 26. um I had lived in Connecticut my whole life, went to college there, the, the whole shebang. Um and then kind of on a dare, my childhood best friend <laughs> who was living here sort of dared me to move. Um, and so I've been here, I'm still saying seven years. We're not counting those six months because I was here all the time anyway. So <laughs> I've moved seven years ago and yeah, so I'm rambling, but I'm just really excited to talk about this with you.
1: No, I'm I've I feel that like so it's funny because Austin was also my first big move. Mm. I grew up in I grew up in El Paso, Texas. And and it's so funny because people are always like, oh, well, so you've always lived in Texas. And I was like, have you ever been to El Paso? Because it's not like the rest of the state at all. It's it's got more culturally and climate wise in common with New Mexico than mm-hmm. it does with the rest of the state of Texas. Like you're not going to El Paso and it doesn't look like Odessa. It doesn't look like Midland. It doesn't look like Lubbock. It's Mm -hmm. there's a mountain smack in the middle of the city. It's you can go to a point on that mountain and see two countries and three states. Like it's cool. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful place. It's a wonderful soup. And I grew up there. I was very lucky and fortunate to grow up in this beautiful place. And I moved to Austin when I was 31 and I moved because I was working for Starbucks at the time. And this is where an opening showed up for a management position. And I said, heck yes, I'm moving out there. I'll do it. And I always thought that like, I I thought that it would just be like a temporary. Mm-hmm. And now I'm almost, it's almost going to be a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be 40 and I'm like, oh my God, I've been here for nearly, yeah, I've been here for nearly nine years. So it's crazy. Yeah.
0: I told myself, I like, oh, I'd give Austin two years and then go from there. And then I looked up and I was like, five years. I was like, oh, OK. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll try it. Like, because when I moved here, like I knew my best friend, John, his ex was still living here. And then like I had met some friends through him. Um, but then I just kind of jumped in like I was working at a nonprofit, I just started volunteering and doing a bunch of activism stuff. And so like I think that's the special place about Austin is like everyone's like five degrees away from each other. Like it's still that feel of a small city. Um, so making connections is really easy, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm laughing. I'm looking at your notes of like you lived in the same apartment for eight years, and <laughs> I have been here. If we're saying seven years, in the seven years I have lived here, I've moved six times. Oh my god, I love you know what? I'm a I'm like a martyr apparently, but
1: <laughs> I ew, okay. Well, we're gonna have to talk about that because <laughs> moving for me was probably like I'm not joking when I tell you I was like traumatized <laughs> moving it was such a and I did it to myself because I tried to do it myself like I tried oh, to Kelly, like no be, like I can handle it myself I know I know not and after being think in, that I would
0: have been like, not and not after being in the same apartment for eight years just the amount of stuff I'm sure like I've, oh, I've yeah, moved and every, I'm like I've moved every year and there's still the amount of shit I have to pack every time. Like this is dumb. So
1: Yeah. And I and and here I am and I moved and I pared down so much stuff and now I'm like, okay, now it's time to get more stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? But I'm also like, but I wanna like do it. You're also but allowed. Was, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm giving myself I'm giving myself the freedom. Um okay. but It was that it was that concept of like I was trying to do it all myself and I was going to have like a couple of people help me move the big stuff and it was going to be fine. It was going to be good. And it was not like that. And I I I got hurt like Uh I fell. I was taking stuff to my car and I fell and I literally just was sitting on the grass outside of my old apartment bawling my eyes out. (laughs) Because it was like, I'd finally like hit that peak. Like, so moving to me was like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, but that also made me go, okay, so definitely hire movers. Don't Mm -hmm. do it myself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm going to move a little more often. So I'm not as like, you know, overtly traumatized by it. You know, I'm going to kind of be like, okay, this place is really cool. But in two years, I'm going to find a new place. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think that's like the beautiful part about moving is like, when I first moved here, I had a roommate, my friend Mike from college. We moved here. We moved, we lived together, actually. Um, and so the first time I moved here, I was just... If it didn't fit in my car, it didn't come with me. It's so like I packed clothes and, like, stuff. That was, like, stuff, like, sentimental stuff. And then Mike moved back to Connecticut after our our lease was up. So I moved in with her friend at the time. I'm not going to mention her name because we're no longer friends. Um, so I moved in with a friend at the time. And then we had a sort of falling out. And so we were in this different complex that she had already lived in. So we moved into this apartment together and we we're just very different. Like I'm a very clean person. That wasn't really her, her thing. Like I'm like, it's ridiculous how clean I keep my apartment sometimes. Um, And so I moved in the complex, the same complex we're in had a, had a one bedroom. So I moved downstairs. Um, And this, and that. this time I was like 27, 26, 27. Um, and now that's a lie. That's 29. And then I was living there for a year and loved it. And then the pandemic hit, and I was by myself. I had broken up with the two people I was dating in twenty nineteen. Not at the same time; there was all, there was no overlap. But anyway, not important to the story. Focus. Um, so I was dating two people in twenty nineteen. Ended those relationships. Twenty twenty hits before the pandemic hits. I'm like, okay, this is my year of like solitude and being single and just focusing on friendship and you know doing some healing. Pandemic hits. So from March to probably june it did not leave my apartment so i was by myself for three months aside yeah. from like zoom and facetime and like doing grocery pickup orders um and then you know summer hits so like we're all outside distancing so that helps um my best friend shelby at the time <clears throat> her or her old roommate was moving out so we in with shelby in october and Elise was going october to may so i lived with her Um, so when I moved in with Shelby, that was the last time I moved myself or had friends help. So that was when I was thirty. Um, and the last two moves I've done, I left Shelby and lived over by ACC Highland, and then I hired movers to move out. I was there for a year and a half. Moved out of that part of it to Connecticut, hired movers, and then when I moved back here, I hired movers which I will put a code for a ro- or the company I used in the show notes because I love them. Um, But the company I used was just like, they did everything for me both times. The first one was Olympia Movers that was hired by the, that was the company, the college I worked for used. So they had already did, like they did a discount deal. And then when I moved back, I used this company called Roadway, Roadway Movers who worked for like influencers. So that was like, really helpful but I was just like I cannot move myself I love moving but the thought of like like I was going to drive my stuff back to Texas by myself my friend's like well I'll take the drive with you and you know we'll, we'll get a U-Haul and I was like no I'll pay for convenience like I would rather be out the money to not stress to not have to repack everything so they they did everything and then my friend just did the road trip with in my car back but yeah I mean I I love moving because I love the purge I love the fact that I have now the privilege to pay for movers there was once a point when I was like I couldn't even afford movers that's why I did my moving myself but as you as I got older I was like I'm now 33 I the the mentality of driving a U-Haul across the country was making me cry I was like no not gonna do it yeah
1: I mean for me it was just driving it across the city and I was (laughs) I could do that I could do all my major stuff in like in in a day like the major stuff but it was just it was getting rid of things it was going through things it was trying to sell things which Ugh. marketplace is is a cesspool Can is. We just
0: I yeah. love them but it's also the worst it's it convenient is. It is. but then also it's like some people are terrible
1: well and the first time I had two people try to scam me like of right course,
0: away of course right away
1: did. they were trying to do the whole well, it's I can't I've I'm I've already sent you the money. You mean you didn't get it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No, I didn't get it." No. Nope. Oh, it, you need a business account. Like there was this whole thing and I was like,
0: "You guys are really stupid, yeah. you know? Like, We've all like, used Cash App and Zelle before." Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: like you're really going to try and tell me that I need like our like I'm sorry, like my my 75-year-old mother can figure out <laughs> Zelle and Venmo and all the things she is fine she is totally good with all that like you're really you you couldn't figure out how to send me something um
0: ridiculous
1: yeah but yeah
0: yeah and like this idea of home too of like as someone who has moved in the same city so many times will also when I, i like that big move at 26 like your brain's not done cooking till 25 so like the year after I'm like fully developed I'm Like oh, I'm going to move away from everything and every person I know and just try it and that idea of home and I think even now too like talking to two of my cousins who I'm very close with we're basically sisters we're raised like sisters and so they're one of them her name is Aaliyah she's on we're, we're a year apart and she was like just seeing how much happier you are in Texas because she was very sad that I was leaving her oldest son is 14 and we're very close and she has four boys and like that was staying around the corner from them, so we were very close. And so she was very sad, very same I mean, same that I was leaving. But she's like, "You just are so much happier there." And I tell people like, "I just, I, I think you know, suffering the trauma of like losing a parent when I was fifteen, turning sixteen. My dad and I stopped talking when I was eighteen. So like, I lived with family for a little while. I lived with my grandmother through college. Like, for me." I think for me, home has always just been wherever I feel comfortable and feel at peace. Um, and so like now I think when you when you bought this up, I thought about like the, the therapeutic journey of like finding inner peace and solidarity of like a someone who can spend a lot of time by herself. And in 2018, I went through a breakup with this girl who was real cute. Not the point of the story, but she's really cute. And we went through a really terrible breakup. So I did a, I did my first solo road trip since i moved to texas so 2016 i moved here 2018 i drove to denver and stayed with a friend for a week um and then went up to like garden of the gods in colorado springs but i drove out there and i passed a mural and it just said no matter where you go there you are and so like i've held on to that since 2018 of just like you have to do that inner working of like fun. you get to decide what home looks like you get to decide what your piece looks like you get to decide if people have access to you and so like I laugh because like I'm one of the most extroverted people ever but like there's nights I'm just like yeah I don't want to I don't want to go out I don't want to go out I don't want anyone to call me my will turn my phone off like that would be unreachable. And everyone's like she's just she's just in her introvert moment right now. I'm just like I just want to be home and then you turn 30 and everything just shifts. And you're like mm, I don't have to be miserable like i i I read something recently that was like or i saw an interview recently of a woman saying like i refuse to spend any of my life being uncomfortable i was like mood i'm taking that for 33 so yeah that's
1: that's that's honestly that's fantastic Um, (laughs) i love hearing that and um i it is so interesting because that concept of wherever you go, there you are, Mm -hmm. like, wherever, like, that's where you are. Um, When I, so it's crazy, because about a year, a year or so before I moved to Austin, my dad died, Mm -hmm. and I lived, I lived with my dad, and um, I was kind of in this, and I mean, when you hit 30, like, when I hit 30, for me, it was, it was, it was a very different journey cuz i was still in my hometown i was still in the same place i i had the same friends i've had since high school mm-hmm. and after losing my dad and having my having my kind of inner like like my inner concept of of the of the world at that point in my life mm-hmm. you know everything had been very safe and it was the first time that not necessarily that I had felt unsafe, but it was the first time that I had felt like nothing was permanent. And I, and it really hit me. Mm -hmm. It really hit me in this way that nothing is permanent.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, and that's when it, that's when I started to go, I have to I have to do something else Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to start looking elsewhere and when the job when the when the manager opportunity came up when I was working for Starbucks here in Austin I said I like Austin Austin's cool I'll go there Mm -hmm. and it was and it was And it was really hard because I, my best friend and I have, have, we've, we've had this, our relationship has ebbed and flowed through this whole time. And like, we've had our moments where it's been really hard for us and, and really strained. And we've had a hard time talking about how, how where we are in our lives is making each other feel like where I am is, is hard for her. And Mm. like, you know what I mean? Like we've, mm-hmm. we've had our struggles with that. And I think we've both got to a point where we both know where we are and we both have, have examined that within ourselves to the point where that kind of, that kind of relationship that made me feel so attached to El Paso as home because it did that mm-hmm. her, her, her mine, my, my friendship with her. And my relationship with her daughter, my niece, my niece, she's my niece. Mm -hmm. Might be my best friend, but she's my niece. Yep, she's basically my sister. So Maddie is my niece, and Maddie is the most incredible young woman I have ever met. And I might start crying just talking about how proud I am of her, and you know, watching her grow. And I think that's probably also what's helped Judy is because Maddie, Maddie and I are both like stubborn in the exact <laughs> way. And it makes Judy crazy. She, I I went, I went home for Christmas and it's funny. I called it home. I called El Paso mm-hmm. home, right now. but it is, there's still a yep. part of it. that always be home, you know? And, um, I went, I went to El Paso for Christmas and Maddie was dating this guy and Judy just kind of said, Judy was like, you got to talk to her. Cause sometimes I feel like she doesn't listen to me I'm like oh she's listening to you but she just doesn't agree with what you're saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's got her own mind Judy she'll figure it out like let her let her go through it like she'll get there she'll get there you see it for what it is right now but she's not there yet she thinks Mm -hmm. she knows better and she knows why you're saying it she's not not aware of that like Mm -hmm. brilliant kid like she knows what she's she's doing but you have to let her get there herself and she got there. We're good. Like, but <laughs> it's so funny because because I tell Judy, I'm like, I'm like, she has your heart, but she's got my fight. Like she has my fight in her. Like we don't put up with nothing from nobody. And I'm like, and I'm so sorry, Judy.
0: <laughs> but I'm I'm not Judy. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have a, a stubborn child who knows her boundaries <laughs> already. Um oh, yeah. you, go ahead, go ahead. But yeah,
1: like, so that kind of the way that Maddie's relationship with me changed because we weren't in the same place and, and Judy and our relationship changed between the two of us, me and Judy, that was one of those friendships that, like I said, like it it just made me question, it made me question, is Austin home? Am I going to be able to be at home here? Because I don't have any friendships like that here. You know, I have really great friends here. I really do. I'm very fortunate for the friends that I have here, but that is, I mean, but I also think that's like just one of those one of a kind, you know, friendships that will stand the test of time no matter where we are,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of my, my best friends from high school, my friend Carrie, who I actually stayed with when I moved home to Connecticut and still calling it home. Like it's where I'm from. It's where I was raised. It's where my family still is. It's, it's still home. Um, but i tell people like connecticut is home and austin's home texas is not home i am i, ref- I will say i'm an austinite <clears throat> i will not say i'm a texan right now because politically i just can't be affiliated with some people so anyway but i that idea of like yeah, was- huh at 100 percent. yeah i just no. um but that that note about outgrowing friendships i think that is such a Interesting thing that happens when you move. Like I have this girl who I'm no longer friends with because an onslaught of reasons. Um, but I have had friends who she was a friend who never moved. She's never moved. She lived in the same place her whole life, our same hometown. She bought a house like a mile from where she grew up. Like she just has never she didn't go off to college, which is no shame. It's just like background of the story. Um, and like, I went to college, um, one town over from where I grew up, but then I moved here and it's, but I've also traveled my whole life. Like I would always, my family and I, we took a lot of trips and like, whatever. And so just looking at that friendship and how it's just grown and shifted and now has ended sort of silently and abruptly. Um, and my aunt, who I'm really close with my aunt, Kathy, she was like, you have to understand that you moving and changing while it has nothing to do with, with her it holds up a mirror to her life and so she may be feeling like you have you've just outgrown but she can't say that because she doesn't even know that that's what she's feeling like I I think I have often forget of like I'm just living my life but what that might mean for other people like I've gotten to live a life and work at all these places and meet all these people and have all these experiences and it's helped me grow and it hasn't changed me to my core. <clears throat> I'm still the same. I'm still the same person. I have always been very humble, very family oriented would give someone the shirt off my back, like just very much like a Pisces, um, but with a, a Sag moon and a Taurus rising. So do not mess with me. I'm stable, but not. Um, But I think about that of like, I am a friend who will show up through and through and wants to grow and change and wants to be held accountable so for, like, this friendship of, like, even when she and I weren't talking, like, we had a bunch of falling outs when we were younger. Even when we weren't talking, if she called and she's like, hey, I'm in trouble, I would I would drop everything and go be there for her. And it was never really reciprocated, but I just, I loved her so much. And so now looking at it and thinking about moving and, you know, having other friends who have moved away and, like, we're still in touch. And, like, having friends who never moved away and we're still really close of, like, you you are allowed to move and grow away and change and grow but i don't think people warn you about the fact that it may also make you outgrow some things and how do you navigate that because you know i'm very much a person who wants to have a conversation if we're going to end a friendship like i'm not just like our friendship's over but there are people who just like who just stop talking to you and i'm not a chaser like i don't talk to my own father like i'm not going to chase you <laughs> to talk to me like i'm a a child of trauma i am a child of a dad who was still unavailable emotionally unavailable like i'm not gonna try to convince you to let me stay in your life so if you want to end a friendship that's fine but if you want to talk about it i'm definitely going to do that but yeah like you just i think you learn so much about yourself when you move in a way that people who have never done that don't
1: yeah and i think and i think it's also this like You, I mean, and you hit the nail on the head with the outgrowing and I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate because we, we could have like, Mm -hmm. as friendships go, like our friendship and a couple of my other friends that I'm, that I still am close with now, um, that I was friends with back home in El Paso, a lot of, I still have those conversations. Like we're having conversations about how our lives have shifted and changed about how we've learned things about ourselves Mm -hmm. as, as, you know, the security of our friendship has and the dynamic has shifted because it's no longer a, Oh my God, I'll come over because I'm right there. Or, or, Mm -hmm. Oh, Hey, like, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Or, you know, it's, it's no longer a, Oh, I'll come over for dinner and we'll just like watch movies or anything like that. Like we don't have the opportunity to do that. Now we have to, you know, schedule Mario party dates. And so Mm -hmm. we can play Mario party together. Like now we have to, you know, like get on Zoom or like send each other stupid Instagram reels, like, which is what we do now. Like that's how we, Mm -hmm. that's how we do things. Or we plan a trip somewhere. Like we'll probably plan a girl's trip. Which we're probably gonna end up doing after Maddie goes to college, which <laughs> is very soon. <laughs> and I was and I was thinking about Maddie in all of this too. And I was thinking about the fact that she's graduated high school and she's about to in less than a month, she's gonna start school at Purdue. So wild. It's crazy. And yesterday, yesterday I just Judy sent me her dorm room, like her like her residence hall, and showed me the room and everything. And I'm like, that is the ugliest room I've ever seen. We're gonna make it cute. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna send so much stuff. Like, like it's it's sad. I'm not gonna be able to go and help help her move in, but I'm just like now I'm like Maddie's concept of home is gonna be Mm -hmm. rocked in a different way. That, you know, and I'm proud of her. Like I'm really proud of her. But now now this this kid who like you said her brain has not yet finished Mm -hmm. growing (laughs) her brain is not done developing yet Mm -hmm. she's she's gonna have her worldviews completely shifted and for the better you know Mm -hmm. honestly kind of changing and growing but I was thinking about that like what what that's like because I didn't leave home when I went to college you know Mm -hmm. I didn't Mm -hmm. leave when I went to college um and then I stopped going to college and then I picked it back up when I moved here and did it online, you know, Mm -hmm. mid pandemic, which was crazy, but it's just, it's this, like, for me, it was, it was really interesting to watch, to watch that. And you're right. I feel like that mirror is brought up for a lot of people, like Mm -hmm. when someone else moves away, like, I move away and that mirror gets like put up and they get to see like, okay, you've never left this space. And we talked about a lot in El Paso because El Paso is a very, El Paso is a bubble. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: it it really is. Mm
0: -hmm. I've I've been. Mm -hmm.
1: It's a little bubble of, of good people and delicious food and, and beautiful culture. And it's really hard to like, why would you want to leave that? Like, why would I want to leave? I, mm-hmm. I go home and the first thing I do, I get off a plane and I find a place where I can, like, eat my my body weight in, in Mexican food that I can't get here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's about three bakeries I go to. There's, like, I have, like, a list of things I do when I go back to El Paso. Yeah. Because they're things that are just, they're
0: comfort, you know? Exactly. Yep. That's me with Connecticut. The minute I get off a flight, I go and get pizza. Like I have to. Like I will get brick oven pizza from Zanelli's and call like my friends know I'm like the day I land we need to go. Like my flight lands at six, I'll see you there at seven. Like <laughs> make a reservation or I'll walk in. Either one's fine, but I we're going. But yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
1: my mom my mom is like, Well, your flight needs to get here before this time because the restaurant closes at three. Like, because we will only go to like specific restaurants and they yeah. close like at three PM. Like and I mean, the food's amazing. Like yeah. it's packed with the gills. Like you can't help it.
0: But I know the food there is good. I do. <laughs> I do. I love El Paso for the food. Um, But you brought up the thing about like nothing is permanent. And that was my like spring 23 <laughs> mantra. Like I was going through a very hard time and yeah. I just kept posting it. I was just like, nothing is pers- Nothing is uh permanent. Nothing is permanent. Nothing is permanent. Like it was just like, I was, it was just such a hard time and I don't, and so everyone's like, well, g-. So that was the thing. People like, well, give Connecticut a year. And I was like, I know it won't change. Like, like the advice was just like push through and try. And I was like, but why is that our advice? Why do we want people to be sad when I can just move back and be happy? Like, so that idea too, of like my friend right now, Sydney, who I don't know if she's told everybody, sorry, Sydney, if I tell your business, Um, but she lives in DC and she's trying to move back to Austin now. And so she and I have been having this conversation and she was like, the fact that you moved back and didn't take anyone's opinion into consideration about it. I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't look for other people's advice about my own life. Like I've never <laughs> I've, I've never I'm like the day where you literally freak, freak your Friday and live in my body is the day you can give me advice because you just we're just very different people. We've gone through very different things and I don't look there's I might bounce ideas off of you but at the end of the day it's my decision and I'm also like a solo processor so if I bring it to you it's really big which my therapist would really enjoy because she says I need to start asking for more help mm. um, but I think about that I was like I know I'm not happy I know that in another six months I'm just going to be more upset so why not just go now and it's funny the two times I moved everything just fell into place which for me is always like a sign from the universe. Like, I wanted to, you know, when I first wanted to move here, the first time my dad got really sick and we weren't even talking then, but I was like, he could die and I should probably be around. Um, so like I stayed around and was he was fine. Um, and then I moved in 2016 and my friend Chuck was supposed to drive with me, but something came up and he's like, well, I can't ride with you anymore i'm so sorry and i was like chuck i just did the drive with my aunt a month before like i'll be fine by myself and he's like well you can call me my whole family was like really paranoid I was like i'll share my location we'll be fine so like that too of like just learning so much about myself and and my ability to take care of myself which we're working on also in therapy because i'm just like ridiculously independent we'll circle back um but just thinking about those things too like you just learn so much about yourself when you move and you have to rebuild community you have to figure out who you are but you also get to redefine yourself like when I moved here I came out as queer which for me means dating all genders and you know and and telling my family and being like I'm starting a new life you are I'm inviting you to be a part of it and if you choose not to be that's on you but I refuse to live my life for anybody but myself. And I think the freedom you feel, like we are saying, like going off to college or moving somewhere new or outgrowing friendships, like moving just a lot to a lot of joy and privilege. I don't think we even realize till we look back.
1: You hit some like amazing points. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Amazing, amazing, amazing points on that. Like, you said, uh, I mean, It was, you said, I didn't take anyone's opinion into consideration. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel that because, so I moved out here for this, for this promotion. And about two years after I stepped down, I, my mom had, my mom had gotten sick, but it was okay. Like she was in a good place. Like Mm -hmm. things were moving in a positive direction um and one of the things at like a couple of like as I was going through everything one of the things that we had talked about is people kept asking me are you coming back are you coming back to El Paso and I was like for what <laughs> and like I just I, I was like what for why would I why would I come back? Well, but you know, your mom. And I'm like, if, if my mom needs like round the clock care, she's coming here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and She knows that. And she's already said that. Like um, when her and I were talking about it, the first words out of her mouth were absolutely not. Like, why would you come back here? Mm -hmm. Like you're where you are brothers in Houston. Like what in the world would you do? Like, why Mm -hmm. would you come to El Paso? Like I would just come up near you guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, that's logical, you know, like, why should I upend my end of things when I still have, like, more to do? My mom's retired now, you know, like, she doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. she hangs out, and she gardens, like, that's where Ooh, it came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gardening, the gardening bug came from her. Um, She fought a lot to get me into it and didn't, it didn't, it didn't stick until I moved to Austin. Um, that's on brand, but- I feel
0: like. <laughs> That, that austin i think austin were just all a bunch of like earth children but continue yes yeah and
1: i'm and 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 she and i'm a virgo so
0: oh, this is how you get along so well hold on i'm a pisces i know I'm you said direct... you were a
1: pisces and i was like ah yes <laughs> that's why that's it judy's a Pisces. pisces my, my best friend judy she's a pisces judy. as well so
0: is maddie a virgo
1: <laughs> maddie is a leo oh
0: love maddie is her. a leo
1: I love and and the thing is is so I'm a I'm a Virgo sun, Sagittarius rising, Aries moon. Chaos. So a lot of the fire. She's and she's mostly fire. This one right here. She's got my my chart is like, oh, a Virgo? Sure, that's great. And then <laughs> it's all it's all the rest of it's fire signs.
0: interesting I
1: love it's thing. all fire signs, <laughs> and I'm like oh okay so that's why I'm a stubborn ass that mm-hmm. makes absolute sense now mm-hmm. um <laughs> but yeah Maddie is Burko. or Aries mm-hmm. or I'm um, Leo yeah. what, what, mm-hmm. is what is she
0: oh my god it's fine I'm, it's I'm
1: fine. turning into my mother <laughs> into my mom and saying all the wrong things yeah. before I say Thing
0: that I mean I'm like that's oh. that's all your 30s is it's like you start to slowly become yeah, your parents more. and I'm in
1: the twilights of my 30s I'm only gonna be 30 for or in my 30s for another yeah, like that's right two, so only for another two months so 40 well, is well, coming 40s oh
0: coming gosh. and we'll need to have a whole breakdown about that because I feel like that's also the beautiful thing of like moving when you're older too is like you just appreciate things like i had some friends over last night and one of my friends casey who i've known since i first moved here um we were talking to some friends last night who have only met like the last four or five years and so casey was like oh no When brie first moved here she was like out every night like i was a different person when i I was 26 i was single i was like newly out like i was i was a menace to society at 26 yeah Um, and i had and i had a job that like i was a you're social it. worker so i could just like show up to work and be fine and just like sit in my closed office so yeah if i was hung over enough um and so i and like and now casey's like no like she's calmed down it's like no yeah like i want to be home reading a book or watching like baking shows like i'm just <laughs> you're welcome like my friend i like you're you know where i live now please come over hang out i'm like i would love to have everybody over but i'm like i just so i just think about that too like the older you get and like you just get settled in and you appreciate when you move enough you are just like i get to create this space that is finally my own <clears throat> in a way that i think a lot of people who just like you know stay where they are and this is like no shame to anyone who stays with are. but it's like you stay where you are you stay in your family like you're just and then you're like you don't travel you don't do anything i'm like there's just so much more to life than the bubble you are in Right. And I don't think I realized that. And like I said, I grew up in a family of like, we took trips almost every year. Um, But you know, you if you just stay in your bubble, you don't know anything. So like I look at my cousins now, like all of us, like we're all travelers. We're all doing things. I have friends who live in Japan and Italy and you're in um, England and just, you know, Ireland. Like I'm just always like, you get one life. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to just like Sit, sit where I am. Like, if I'm gonna like go do a thing, I'm gonna go to Europe. Like, I'm not gonna be at the bars on a on a Friday. And I'm like, I'm planning a trip to Europe next year. Like, that's my that's my going out right now. So, but yeah,
1: that's I'm um. So actually, it's funny because you were talking about um. I had my own little sabbatical in 2019 before the before the pandemic. Um, I had a little sabbatical. It was when I was and this was part of the joy. Like you talk about doing things when you're older. Mm -hmm. Like when I was, um, I was in school, I was doing ASU online because I stayed at Starbucks even after I wasn't in management. Like I stayed at Starbucks for years Um, and I took advantage of the free college. Like they pay for school. Why not? Like, you Mm -hmm. know, like take advantage. They pay for free online school. And I was looking at, just one day randomly looking at the study abroad department. And I asked questions and I said, do you pay for the study abroad? And they're like, well, we pay for the tuition part of it. And I was like, hmm. "Hmm." So I applied to, to be a part of a study abroad program in France and I got accepted to the program. And so I spent the summer of 2019 in Lyon, and fell in love. If you were to tell me, okay, you need to move to Europe in a month, I would pick that or London, like mm-hmm. hands down. Those are my top choices because Lyon was incredible. Like spending spending that time there. And I think about it, and I was I was 35 at the time. And it was me and another woman, my friend Tina. Tina is, Tina's in her fifties and we were the oldest people in the group. Everyone else was like, the youngest one was like 19. And then they were all like either 19, 20, 22, you know, that age range. And I was like, man, there's something really special about doing this in your thirties about doing study abroad in your Mm thirties because I just had a completely different, like, I was like, I don't give a shit about anything. Mm -hmm. Like I'm here to, I'm here to find where's the places I can get a good beer. Where's the places I'm getting good food. Where can I, you know, where's the karaoke bar? Like, and I was the one and I'm, I'm more of an introvert for sure. But you tell me we're going to, you want to go to karaoke. I'll find a freaking way. We're going to find the karaoke bar and we're going to make it happen. And we stayed out until four in the morning doing karaoke in Lyon because we found the one little place and uh, were the b- popular American kids in the group. It was great. But, you know, but it was great because and all these like younger, like, like you know, they kind of like, we adopted like mm-hmm. a little group of, you know, people who like looked up and asked us questions and were appreciative of the fact that we were there Tina and I were there for ourselves. Like we were there with our own experience and we would go off and do our own thing. Like the kids would like go like party and do whatever, but we were like, "Mm, whatever, we're going to go to dinner. Like, you know, we're going to go find a random band to dance, you know, to go listen to and dance. And, you know, it was great.
0: It was incredible. Yeah. But I think, I think that's the thing too. Like about once you, or once you experience moving, I think you just, Start to get to a point, you just like your fear is lessened. Like you have, you've oh. done, you've done the scary part, right? Like you have moved to a place where you know no one. So traveling to a place where you know no one or you know one person just gives you the feeling that you can do it again. And so when I was looking, when I was talking about moving back to Austin, my cousin Shayna, who's lived probably in 10 different cities in the last like three, four years, like she just always moves. Um, and she's like well what have you thought about other places so she and I like talked through like Atlanta and like going out to California and I was like yeah I'm like but I think for me right now I'm I'm more like I want to have a home base and have that be Austin and then just go and then just travel more Um, versus like the cost of living in like other big cities I mean not that Austin is cheap but you know, to be here and just be like one well, of my friends will pick me up from the airport and or I can get a lift. Um, but just thinking about like having this as as home base and then just going anywhere and and just thinking about that. Cause I'm I was supposed to go to Greece two years ago, but with the pandemic I couldn't get a passport. Um, which is very upsetting. I'll never recover from missing out on that Greece trip. I'm gonna go one day, but it was very upsetting. Um but now one of my best friends lives in London. So I'm gonna go see her. And then another friend of mine is getting married and italy next year and so one of them so we're going to that and then my other friend she's like well, what if we just like make a two-week trip out of it and just go around europe I was like fucking dope let's do it um and everyone was just i'm like i also would just go alone like and my friend's like you would travel alone I'm like what's the worst that happens i get lost like <laughs> we have no, I-, I have a phone i have google like yeah i'm here
1: for you when you travel alone i i did i took myself to london for my birthday I had been I'd been here in Austin maybe like three months and I guess I was fully ready after I'd done the scary part I was ready to do more of the scary part yeah. I decided to take myself to London for my birthday Ugh, like three gosh. months afterwards it was so it was so much fun I had a blast um and I was by myself I stayed in an Airbnb with you know like it was the cutest house like my Airbnb <laughs> host and I are still friends oh my gosh it's so cute Still talk to each other Um, when I went to France, I actually stayed with her in London, like on my way back because I flew in and out of London. And I just, and when I went to, when I went to Lyon, I added like a few weeks on this side and a few weeks on this side of that trip and just went around Europe. I went to Germany. I went to Belgium. I went to, you know, hang out in England. Like I had a great time, like by myself traveling alone is a gift like it's Sweet so spot. much fun it's so, it is so much fun. it's like the first the first day after like everything like I got to Munich from the train I got to Munich and I found I went to a beer garden stayed there until I was I couldn't handle any more beer mm. <laughs> and I went and then I went back to the, Airbnb, to the Airbnb I was staying at and I went to sleep and I slept like a lot. It was a good time. And nobody was there to like, tell me, "Look, you need to go see this. And you need to go do this. And you need to do that. Like no one was there to tell me that. If I needed to sleep, I slept, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a big fan of traveling alone. I prefer it most of the time. I mean, I love traveling with friends. like mm-hmm. For sure. Going to- my friends, I love doing that, but there's something really rewarding about making a journey just for yourself, Mm -hmm. like taking that trip just for you, because there's always something really special that you're going to have from that, like that you're going to have just for you Mm
0: -hmm. on that trip. Yeah. Billion percent. And I think that's why, like, I feel so grateful that I've been able to get to a point in my life where like, I know no matter where I go, I'll be fine. And I think that's like the whole concept of this conversation is like moving and traveling and all these things is like, it's just a way to, I think almost like that saying of like coming home to yourself, like you get to experience so many different things and you learn so much about yourself and you spend time alone and you move and you do the hard things and you make connections. Like, I just feel like there's, there's so much to life, but if we just, if we don't experience it you'll never know and so i'm just like move away even if it's just like an hour from your hometown just move like make like a distance that you don't want to drive like if it's if your window's like i don't want to have to drive like if i have to drive two hours to get home i'm not going to go like i want that like sort of feeling for everyone like it could be in the same exact state but if it's like two hours an hour and a half from where you grew up like i just think it'll just give you that window of independence of like of learning to trust yourself. Like, I think so much we are taught our whole lives of like community, 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 which is great. Like family, 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 fantastic. But it's like, but are do you know who you are yet? And that was my 2022, my 2020 also of like being during the pandemic, like sitting with myself and just being like, who am I outside of every relationship I have? Who am I if I, if everyone I knew, marvel style snap of the fingers disappeared tomorrow <laughs> like if i was the only person i knew yeah who am i and i and i did that work and it was really hard i didn't have a therapist at the time it was just like a lot of journal entries and a lot of talking to parents because at that point i i for sure wanted to be a mom now it it ebbs and flows during the week um and i work at a preschool now so i'm like the, the kids are cute but i also get to leave so <laughs> um you're cute, but over there, like, yeah, you're yeah. cute over there. Um, But I think for me, it was just, you know, during that time, too, like I was asking a lot of parents who knows different types of parents, parents who were who had adopted grownups who had been adopted, parents who were single parents, parents who were divorced, kids of single parents and divorced parents, like I did a lot of like social research for myself and, 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 and also just figuring out more about me. And so I think it's that too, of like, I just think you get to a point when you when you move and really start to settle in and figure out who you are. And then you get into your 30s, you get older and just like you really get to settle back in and find whatever your passions are. And you just like I always love I love that Doyle. listen to her podcast with her wife and sister every week. And so that's where I kind of heard that for the first time in her book done book on teams. Like we have to stop asking people for advice for a life they've never lived. And I was like, yes, like for, especially as a woman, especially as a queer person, especially as a person of color, like there's my therapist and I are also unpacking my perfectionism and my shoulds. Like they're saying like, you're shooting, you're, you're shooting all over yourself. Like I should do this and I should look like this and I should do. and And I'm kind of like with my therapist, she's like, you don't owe anyone anything. You can just exist in whatever way that looks like for you you don't she was this this pressure of you should go to college you should live here you should she was no that's gonna kill all of us is the shoulds she's what do you want who are you what do you want that makes you happy and so like being able to talk through that with her and having done this even when i wasn't seeing her when i was in connecticut of just like going back to that like what do i want and asking that of yourself without anybody else's consideration because the minute you bring other people into it is the minute they start thinking that they can have opinions (laughs) and feedback and can give advice and so when I made the decision to move back it was I told my family like well let's have a conversation like oh no no I'm doing it I just wanted you to know and they're like oh okay and I was like I love you all and I know you're going to be sad and it's going to be a shift and I just got back I was like but I'm just not happy and I know if I if I Talked through it with you, you would convince me to stay, and I wouldn't. I would slip back into my people pleasing. So I'd be like, "Oh, I can stay and figure it out." I'm like, "But I've I I outgrew people pleasing when I moved, and it was just like a thing I had to do because I was just like, oh, the only person I I know I need to be happy right now is myself, and so learning that, and then going home and just realizing I was like, I'm gonna slip back into all the things, and I need to be strong and do this for me, and just and and at that point, like, I need to offer them assurance that things won't shift. We might not talk as often, but things will not change in the grand scheme of things. Like, I just need to go and be happy.
1: Yeah. I think Judy and I had that big conversation, like, that this isn't, this doesn't have anything to do with you. Mm -hmm. This is about me. This is about my choice. And, 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 and luckily like, I, and I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like I'm not, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you mm-hmm. like, this is what's going to happen. Yet, and I'm also one of those people. Once I get my mindset, that's it. It's going it mm-hmm. to happen. Like once I've made a decision to do it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way to do it. I'm going to make it happen. If it kills me, I'm going to find a way to do, it. you know, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. But if I've decided on something, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, I, and I think a lot about that. Like, I think about next steps. Like I think about, okay, what's next for me? Like what, what are my next steps going to be? And I think right now, you know, settling into a job I've just been in for a year, um, after working in a place that I had worked for for fifteen years, you know, working for the same company for fifteen years, you know, maybe different experiences in different places, but still the same, mm-hmm. same thing, um, same routine. Um, and I think ultimately for me, I think what what it comes down to is where can you be when. Where do you feel when the world around you changes, when, when change is an inevitable thing, like, I think for, I think it's about finding that safety. And I think when you come back, when you come back to the idea of home, it's about where can I be the safest from, from, from my peace of mind as I navigate through all the changes that I want to happen in my life. And the changes that are going to inevitably happen no matter what I do and no matter what I plan, you know, the inevitable changes of, you know, our physical health, our mental health, our, you know, relationships, all of that stuff, all these, Mm -hmm. all these, all these big changes that happen no matter what we do, you know, how, like, where, where are we going to be? Like, where can we be the safest? And I think you said it right. You said it perfectly with is is home is home is more of a more of a mental thing it's more of a it's it's more of a feeling than a space than anything else like that's more of what it is you know
0: is there (laughs) anything you want to plug or share before we get out of here uh
1: I mean um I don't think so I mean maybe just follow me on Instagram I don't know I'll list
0: that in the show notes. Don't okay. you worry. I mean,
1: yeah, uh, all my Instagram is, is usually like, you know, maybe brewery stuff, plants.
0: Important. At the end of every episode, I ask my guest a final sort of palate cleanser question. And that question is, you could choose which one. Um, what is the best advice you were ever given? Or what is a piece of advice you'd give to your younger self?
1: Um, I think the piece of advice that I would give my younger self is to ask for help. That's what it is.
0: That's it for this week's episode of the Tea with Brie. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at the Tea with Bree. Send me an email at the teawithbree at gmail dot com or visit the website, the tea dot com. You can find me, your host, Brianna Jenkins, on Instagram at Brianna Jenkins. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. A special thanks to Mama Duke for our theme music, and I will catch you next time. Bye.